Hello and welcome to Valley Praise Unique Women's Podcast, where we seek to reach and encourage women in new ways. I am your host, Melissa Zapeta. If you are a Valley Praise member, I know by now you most likely have heard about Care Portal. In every community, there are children and families in crisis who need help. In those same communities, there are churches and people who care and want to take action. But what they need is a connection point. And this is what Care Portal is all about. With us today is Liddy Vargas. She was born and raised in Houston, Texas, but has gladly called Corpus Christi her home since 2009. In 2010, Lily surrendered her life to Christ and sought various ways to learn and grow in her new walk. Liddy has always had an interest in intercultural studies, as well as serving the vulnerable and marginalized in her community. She served on the leadership team for a para-church organization for four years, where her interest in cross-cultural ministry helped her to engage with international students and led her to serve internationally in the Middle East. As a deacon of cross-cultural training and care portal, she has led teams to four countries and has helped to mobilize the church to serve local children and families in crisis through care portal within the coastal bin. Liddy is passionate about inviting others into Jesus's ministry, equipping others to effectively live out the command to love others as we love ourselves and guiding others to serve in missional ways internationally and locally. With a deep love and appreciation for the local church, Lily is very grateful to serve alongside her husband, Bernardo Vargas, at Emmaus Church. Welcome, Liddy. So you have done so many much in your lifetime already, and you're so young. <laughs> How did you get involved with Care Portal? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you uh, to Melissa and Valley Praise for having me and inviting me to your podcast Y'all don't even know how helpful Melissa has already been for Care Portal in Cameron County. And so I'm just excited to continue to serve alongside you and invite others to join in the ministry through Care Portal. Um, But yeah, to answer your question. So the first time I heard about Care Portal was actually through my pastor, Joel Parrott. Uh, He had invited the CPS faith-based specialist, and her name is Cornelia Garza, to our Sunday church gathering several years ago. And I want to say it was probably like four to five years ago. And she came to speak about the child welfare system and to share how Care Portal could support uh, local children and families in need. And so I think for me, I immediately identified with the stories and the struggle that these families face. Having grown up in an immigrant family myself, I know my parents struggled and I wish something like Care Portal had existed to help my family in those times of needs. And having that Christian example, I think would have made a great difference uh, in mine and my family's lives. Um, so luckily, my church was enrolled uh, to become an active church through the Care Portal system. And so my husband and I began to, by being part of the response team for our church, we asked our primary point person, her name is Rebecca, to give us one request, or how I like to say it, one family a month that our home group that we led of 15 people could help out with throughout the year. And so essentially we were helping out 12 families in one year. So my introduction to Care Portal began really as a response team member and responding to Care Portal requests through my church. And then that time just led me to becoming part of regional manager for Care Portal in the Coastal Bend and then the Valley. And then as of this year, a Care Portal mentor full full time. So my my role in Care Portal has kind of just grown in that way. Right, right. 
Well, can you explain to our listeners exactly what Care Portal is and how people can get involved in their community? Yes. So Care Portal is an online technology platform that was created to allow child welfare professionals to share real needs of local children and families in crisis with the surrounding local church community. So local churches are enrolled into the Care Portal network and they're made aware of vetted needs that are submitted by trained child welfare professionals. And then the church is able to respond to these requests and provide physical needs such as beds, clothes and AC units, et cetera, to help keep families together. Um, it also helps to keep children in a safe environment and to surround vulnerable and marginalized families with support through the local church. I, I, I would say this is one of the few times that church and state have worked together for the purpose of preventing foster care and strengthening families through relationships. And I do want to stress that Care Portal is not intended to be a drop-off or delivery service of goods. I think if not careful, it can easily turn into providing materials, goods to families and just checking that off our lists as a church. But that in itself is not sustainable. Uh, what these families most often lack and need is a support system that's willing to walk with them through their journey. So providing these physical items, we see it as a gateway to enter the lives of local children and families. And I want to emphasize that relationship building through the local church is at the heart of this ministry. Um, there's a lot, I think, to explain in regards to the child welfare spectrum. And so I think just so to put into context, the vulnerable children in foster care crisis in the nation is really gut-wrenching. And, and we believe, uh, Care Portal believes, that the answer to this crisis is the local church. And so in order to prevent more children from entering the foster care system, I think it starts with learning about child welfare. I think it starts with learning about your county's needs and then stepping into action across that spectrum of child welfare, which includes prevention, foster care, adoption, and aging out. And so Care Portal is at the very beginning of that spectrum, and it's designed to help across the board, but it primarily serves in the area of prevention and, and preservation at the moment which means that in cases that are not neglect or abuse, the cases that are more influenced by poverty, the state is essentially asking churches to join in and help keep children and families together that don't need to be separated. So I would just invite those that are hearing to chew on Eugene Peterson's quote that I use a lot. Um, I think for me, it's, it's been formational for any time that I talk about Care Portal. And his quote is, the poor are not a problem to be solved, but a people to join. And so, you know, I, I just invite people to hear that are hearing to consider that although the child welfare spectrum can be overwhelming and daunting, to just lean in with a simple yes and start at the very beginning. So starting at prevention and preservation is huge. And in y'all's context with Valley Praise, you guys are already enrolled into the Care Portal Network. So you've already stepped into that first yes. But now we just need the church members, the Valley Praise members to say yes to being a part of the church's response team. And by saying yes at this point just means that you're willing to engage with local children and families and that you will be intentional in providing them a seat at your table. And I, and I mean that metaphorically and, and literally. Um, I think a lot about in the Gospel of Matthew, the parable of the goat and the sheep. Uh, I'll just read it really quickly. It says, when the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will put the sheep on the right 
and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And when the righteous question him, the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of these, the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So just in the same way, you know, remember that these children and these families are also image bearers and, and how we love and serve these families and children is part of us loving him. And it's part of us loving his people, our neighbors, literally, and bringing his kingdom here on earth um, as it is in heaven. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, one thing that my mom has always taught my sister and myself is about the importance of helping those in need. So I try to teach the same values to my own two daughters. And when I heard about Care Portal, I knew that it was something that we could do as a family and also with our church family. Um, I love the idea that you came up with about children helping children. Can you touch a little bit about that idea and how youth groups uh, in the local churches uh, can get involved? Yeah, I love that you're inviting your family to join you. I think that's phenomenal. Um, I do think that family-based ministry that involves multi-generational discipleship is crucial to a child's spiritual development. And this is the other really neat part of Care Portal is that you can and you should include all generations of the church to be involved in ministering to others. But in regards to your question with kids and youth group, um, I think sometimes without intending to, the adults can kind of take over the more spiritual roles of ministry and at times neglect inviting the children and the youth to be a part of that space. Or I think we limit act spiritual activities to like Bible study, Sunday church and praying. But I think at times we just need to redefine what spiritual activities look like. And I would encourage churches and youth groups to consider that having a child or a youth write a letter of encouragement or prayer to other children is a discipleship opportunity and spiritual formation. Having a child or a youth join you at the delivery of these items and meeting the families is a discipleship opportunity and spiritual formation. Um, inviting families over for a meal and sharing a table with your children is a discipleship opportunity, spiritual formation. Um, having a child or a youth invite the children and the youth that they're gonna meet through these requests to camp or youth or church events or Sunday church or having the youth start a drive for the most requested items um, or have the youth coordinate a fundraiser to financially support the church and its ability to respond to care portal requests financially um, or even to some more practical things like having the youth uh, be in charge of helping to carry or load or transport or build some of these items that these families are needing. All those things are discipleship opportunities and spiritual formations and the Care Portal platform does allow for the youth group to essentially have its own response team if that's if y'all ever get to a place of that. Um, and that would mean that the team leader, meaning the youth pastor, would be the one that would assign which requests the youth are going to get involved in. Um, so there is, a, you know, flexibility for that to happen. Um, but, yeah, if you think about it, you know, the church is the one institution uh, that is involved in each of the stages of a person's life from birth to death. And, and waiting for the youth to be involved in these formational opportunities shouldn't wait because they can and they should be invited to learn about the Christian faith and to do uh, what our Christian faith um, calls us to do. Right. I'm excited because a lot of the things you just mentioned, it's so funny because 
we have several of those things into play. As you say them, I'm like in my mind going, check, we're doing that, check, we're doing that, check, we're doing that. (laughs) So I'm really excited that um, our youth group is getting involved in Care Portal and they're excited as well. And um, we are in in the works of doing several of those things that you touched on. So um, so we're excited about uh, what's to come with that. Um, Are there any other testimonies that you're able to share with us? I'm sure you have many. Yeah. So there are a lot of, with the work that I do, I do, I feel like my role kind of sits in the middle where I get to hear from the caseworkers and the child welfare professionals that we work with, as well as the churches and point people like yourself. Um, So I I just feel like I just absorb all these stories from people. But I will say um, I wanted to share one story that comes to mind in particular, because with everything that we do with Care Portal, the main focus is always going to be about the relationships. So, yes, we are meeting these families. We are giving these items, but uh, we really want to try to essentially uh, create a space for the church to work out that um, evangelism mission muscle yeah. Yeah. that sometimes can be a little weak. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do think that this one story that I will share with you guys, um, it's coming from the Coastal Bend. So it's somewhere close. And that's primarily where I was serving as regional manager for over a year. And so this point person is a point person from Yorktown Baptist Church in Corpus Christi. And um, it's a predominantly white church. But the family that they were helping out with um, was Spanish speaking, a Hispanic family. And so I just love this story because I feel like that point person had to get really creative and really just ask the Lord to provide on how that connection was going to happen. Right. And, and it did. So hopefully y'all get to hear that story. Um, but I will say to just a disclaimer, like sometimes I think we're always trying to find what the stories are going to be like and, and these stories of success. But I think we just need to think about what like define what success means in regards right. to care portal. And I will say like, we all want those amazing stories and we do get them at times, but there, but this is a long journey. Um, that we walk into and what we're asking the churches to step into. Mm -hmm. And so just to put some perspective, you know, for the people hearing and the people who are going to be engaging with Care Portal, it's, it's a, it's a lot, it takes a long time because some of these families, there may be reasons why they don't want to connect to a church. And so um, for us, we just say the goal is not bringing these families to the church. If that happens right away, that's a win. And that would be amazing. But it's really um, mobilizing the church to go out mm-hmm. and, and for the church to realize that they are being the church when they're meeting with these families and including these families into their already normal rhythms of life. Right. And so that for us is like the big, big win. But I think there's one story that we can highlight on is one of those rare stories, but but amazing stories of how a family does end up coming to the church. Right, right. And, and that's what it is all about, like you said, because Jesus calls us to go out and be disciples and make disciples. So I think Care Portal is just another little tool that he can use for us to to do that, um, to to reach others. Um, I just, I I love this whole idea um, of Care Portal. To me, it's like an easy, practical, efficient way to meet the needs of our community. Um, Your brochure even says connected by technology, powered by people and led by God. I just love that whole slogan. I mean, to me, that sums it up all right there. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, did want to share. I did have the opportunity to go and bring, um, I believe it was a a playpen to a family that was in need. And um, at first, when I first joined Care Portal, I I did think it was about um, finding, you know, fulfilling the need 
dropping it off or having somebody else drop it off or have the caseworker drop it off. Right. And I actually was encouraged with, by you and mm-hmm. uh, Tammy Dipburner mm-hmm. that said, no, you, you're you actually allowed to go mm-hmm. and bring it yourself. And so I I didn't even think that was allowed. Um, and I know you have to be careful with, with COVID and all the things going on. But um, I had the opportunity to um, bring a playpen to a grandmother who um, had just gotten um, her two grandchildren overnight. Yeah in a, a bad situation. And, um, just to see her face when I walked in and actually the, the young lady that was there opened the door and she was like, grandma, they really did come. <laughs> and I was just trying so hard not to cry. You know, I had my little girl with me. Mm-hmm. And so she was a witness too. And, um, but for her to say they really did come, you know, like, I guess, some of these families have been let down so many times, but for Care Portal to really pull through and meet that need, it's just, I think we're just as blessed as, as they are, you know, by, by helping to provide that need. But um, thank you so much, Liddy, for, and thank you for sharing um, all this great information with us today. Um, I can't wait to see what we can all do together to reach children and families in need. Um, Well, what a great way to transform lives by becoming part of the Care Portal team. Uh, For more information on how you can get your church or community involved, please go to careportal.org or you can message us on the Valley Praise Facebook page. And if you attend Valley Praise and would like to be on our Care Portal response team, please contact me or you can contact uh, Tammy Dipburner. We would love to have you as part of our team. So until next week, let's continue to shine and show the love of Christ to one another.